And joining me for a look at the equity scene is Fahima Adia from Momentum Securities. Fahima, good evening to you. Thank you so much for chatting to us today. Evening, Alessandro. Thanks for having me. All right, Fahim, it's been quite a week, I think. Uh, you know, if I just think of uh, the U.S. Fed, the Bank of England, I'm keen to get your reflections on uh, these two interest rate decisions uh, to hold pat for now. Yeah, so I think it's been a, a pretty good week for the markets, Nolatando, after the U.S. paused those interest rates on Wednesday, and then we had the Bank of England follow suit on Thursday. We also then had the European Central Bank last week uh, hold rates steady. So it seems to be a common theme now amongst uh, the global banks, and uh, that's obviously had a positive impact on the markets, which uh, sends a signal that it seems inflation is coming under control and that uh the, the central banks across the world are taking a more dovish approach. Uh, we also are seeing the benefits in the JSE that also opened up at firmer this morning. And uh, we're, we're now looking to, uh, for the U.S. non-farm roll payroll data to be uh, released later today. So the markets will probably take some cues from that. Of course, when we look at uh, England and then we look at the United States, it's a tale of two cities. The U.S. economy robust, last GDP print coming in at 4.9%. But the Bank of England has come out to say that they're forecasting zero growth for 2024, a flat lining of that economy, Fahima. It's just um, the kind of unprecedented thing I guess I've seen in my own lifetime with that English economy. What are your thoughts on what's happening there? Yeah, like you say, um, we're kind of seeing an opposite situation there in the U.S. The economy there has still been very strong. We see, uh, we've been seeing strong job numbers come through for quite some time. It's only been quite recently that there's been uh, weakness uh, showing in the, the, the employment rates. So the U.S. has been very resilient and very strong amidst all these interest rate hikes. But like you say, on the other hand, uh, yeah, uh, the UK hasn't been faring uh, quite as well. Uh, that economy has been under quite a lot of pressure. You know, inflation rates there have been extremely high. You've got a consumer there that's under increased uh, amounts of pressure. The the economy was also, uh, you know, earlier in the year impacted by pretty high uh, uh, energy costs, which also didn't help uh, the situation. So uh, I do think that they're facing a lot more serious headwinds there in the UK. And of course, uh, while they do need to bring down inflation there, they also do not want to put the consumer under too much pressure um, and, uh, you know, push the economy into a situation where uh, things become very bad and it becomes a very recessionary environment. So I think, uh, yeah, both taking similar decisions, but very different situations in both of those economies at the moment. And across the ocean, China, keen to get your thoughts on that. I think earlier this week we heard of more attempts at a stimulus there. And, of course, the issue of Evergrande and Country Garden still hanging over uh, this economy, if I hear me. But it does look like, uh, you know, uh, initially we thought maybe they were not doing enough. But I think it's starting to look like just a more thoughtful approach. Yeah, yeah, we have seen a lot more announcements coming out from China about um, these stimulus measures. Uh, but yes, unfortunately, the likes of, you know, Evergrande and, and um, Country Garden have been a drag also on the outlook for that economy. We've also seen a recent weakness in the oil price after China released their PMI figures, which actually looked uh, weaker than what the market was uh, looking for. So some conflicting uh, indicators coming out from there. So we do have the government providing some stimulus 
uh, announcements and measurements, but I, I don't think that the market is receiving it as well as yet. Um, so we probably need to maybe see a bit more concrete measures come through before we see a, like a real turnaround in the market's perception of the, the Chinese economy. And how that has impacted here in South Africa, I think, is just the resources counters, which have just mm. seen uh, only what I can call an absolute beating uh, over 2023, Fahima. And I'm just wondering yeah. if, you know, uh, that has anything to do with the commodities down uh, a cycle as well as China. Uh, you know, maybe is, is there um, uh, a proportion which one affects uh, that resources counter? Yes, definitely. I think, uh, you know, China is obviously a big demander of uh, uh, resources from South Africa. And uh, now that there's that slowdown in the Chinese economy, it means less from South Africa is getting exported uh, that way. And uh, yeah, I agree, you know, just the general commodity downturn and uh, the rapid rate at which the commodity prices came off have definitely had a huge impact on the South African mining industry. I mean, you know, we've recently seen a lot of these uh, mining companies have to announce things like staff costs and, and trying to cut back in other ways because of that rapid decline in the pricing of commodities. But uh, yes, China, I definitely agree, is having an impact on that, that, that slowdown in China. And Hopefully, once there's, there's more of a recovery, they will see our commodity stocks recover in line with that. I'll also ask you about U.S. equities uh, over this time. Of course, uh, you know, if we, if we strip out the impact of that Magnificent Seven, uh, you know, is that more of a realistic picture of what's happening in the United States? I'm also keen, uh, you know, to get your thoughts on whether we can still expect AI to be this uh, driver of growth, uh, especially on the back of these Q3 earnings. Yes, so um, I think the, overall the earnings have looked quite strong and quite positive. We've had some weakness um, in some of the companies, but all in all, I'd say it, it's been quite positive. Um, like if we look recently at uh, some of the results that came out this week, you know, we had Apple recently released their 4Q results and, and that they said seemed to beat analyst expectations in terms of both revenue and in earnings. Um, but they did say that they're expecting some pressure during that holiday period, uh, which shows that I think they, the companies have been resilient, but they are starting to see the pressures come through uh, from a constrained consumer and from those uh, this higher interest rate and inflationary environment. So for now, I think the results still seem to be quite bullish, but we, we should start seeing some weakness come through in the next quarter, I'd say. And bringing it back home, I think the big news of uh, today has certainly been a discam uh, coming out, uh, you know, with uh, their numbers. And I think uh, that revenue line, of course, growing by just over 9%. But that didn't quite mm -hmm. trickle down to the bottom line, Fahim. I'm keen to get your thoughts here, considering also that clicks are painted a very different picture. Yes, yes. So I think while Discam managed to grow that revenue line, um, the issue has been on the bottom line. You know, the headline earnings fell by about 17%. Um, so the issue here is that their cost base has been increasing due to things such as investments in new stores, they've had acquisitions, and of course, you know, those higher staff costs and also the impacts of load shedding, having to spend more on the diesel bill has had an impact uh, on the company and on the costs and the bottom line. They've also said that they recently invested in a new IT system, which cost them quite a bit, and uh, and also increased their cost on advertising. So. I think they are starting to see the effects of a constrained environment and on a consumer that is under increased pressure. 
Uh, and they do need to find ways, I think, to cut back on their costs, uh, which is something they say they're looking to do now in the next half. They're going to try and reduce their staff costs somehow and uh, to make sure that the business is able to generate more profits. Uh, if we compare to the likes of Clicks, I think Clicks has been a bit more resilient. You know, they've managed to manage their costs a lot better. Um, and uh, all in all, I think they, they probably reported a more resilient set of results in comparison to this game. And I was also ask you about, uh, you know, with, with in terms of Discam, evidence of a sticky wage price inflation, isn't it, uh, Fahima? And all of that uh, finally showing up, uh, I guess, with equities. I'm wondering if we are expecting uh, this issue of salaries and wages uh, to be a recurring theme in the third quarter and the fourth quarter uh, for many of our companies. Yes, I definitely think so, Nadasana, because um, these companies are put in a very difficult position where inflation is high and they do need to be able to, uh, you know, pay their employees in line with that uh, to some extent to ensure that their real wage is kept competitive. But then at the same time, you know, they're suffering from all these other cost pressures, such as having to deal with the, the cost of diesel to run up, run the backup generators. So it's a really difficult environment, I think, because of these high levels of um, inflation. And uh, I do think we are going to see it impact a lot of these businesses in the next uh, you know, quarter or two. And hopefully once that inflation reading starts to come off and um, there isn't the, the necessity to Hike, in, uh, hike salaries by that much that we will start to see more recovery in the cost base for these companies. But for now, it has been quite a difficult environment yeah, for the for the companies. And for him, to wrap up the week, keen to get which stock pick you're going with this afternoon. Evening, rather, evening. So uh, my stock pick, Nolisandro, uh, is Sappy. So if we have a look at the valuation, I think in particular that's what's uh, drawn us to that. It looks quite attractive in comparison to the likes of Mondi. Uh, trading at a forward PE of about 5.8 times, which is quite cheap. It's also had some good growth recently coming out of that North America business, reporting pretty strong revenue and margin expansion. We believe this business is quite well positioned uh, to benefit from strong demand in the packaging business. And there's also been uh, pretty strong pricing in the pulp uh, business, which uh, we expect to continue into the next uh, year. So we're looking for uh, upside of at least 30% on this one. Well, Fahima, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for speaking to us uh, this evening. That was Fahima Adia from Momentum Securities.